Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Tuesday, April 26th, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Vice President Kamala Harris has tested positive for COVID. That's according to her staff. So far, she doesn't have any symptoms. Harris will isolate and continue her work remotely. Also, she hasn't been in close contact with the president or the first lady recently. Twitter employees had a lot of questions at Monday's all-hands meeting after news broke of their new owner, billionaire Elon Musk. One staffer asked how Twitter plans to prevent a mass exodus of employees who question Musk's ethics. In response, Twitter's board chair, Brett Taylor, admitted that retention will be a challenge. Another staffer asked, quote, who will keep Elon accountable now that Twitter's board no longer exists? Taylor said there will be a new governance structure once Musk takes over. Twitter's CEO Parag Agrawal added that there are no planned layoffs at this time. Isabel Hamilton covers tech for Insider, and she says Twitter could become more chaotic with Elon Musk at the helm. But so far, the reaction among members of Congress seems to be split. A lot of Republicans are very happy about the news. They feel that it might counter what they see as anti-conservative bias on the platform. Musk calls himself a free speech absolutist, so they think that it might loosen things up on there. I think some Democrats are a bit alarmed, including Elizabeth Warren. Warren also is not a fan of billionaires more generally, so it's not a huge surprise. As for the timeline, the analysts Isabel spoke to say the deal should close later this year. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey seems pretty pleased that Elon Musk is taking charge of his former company. In a Twitter thread, Dorsey wrote that he regrets Twitter's operating as a public company, but removing Wall Street and the ad model from the equation is the correct first step. And when it comes to transforming Twitter from a company to a public good, which is what Dorsey believes is Twitter's true societal role, he says, quote, Elon is the singular solution I trust. Mark Zuckerberg plans to open the first Meta store next month on the company's Burlingame, California campus. The physical storefront will sell virtual reality headsets and Ray-Ban smart glasses. Zuck hopes these products will help consumers better understand the metaverse by experiencing it firsthand. And as someone who can barely grasp the concept, I have one thing to say. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. 
Do you have any questions about Elon Musk's Twitter purchase? Email us at therefresh at insider.com. Coming up, we talk about the rise of Zoom towns, where remote workers with big city paychecks are making life difficult for longtime locals. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is promising continued support for Ukraine, including providing more weapons. My Ukrainian friends... We know the burden that you all carry. Austin addressed his Ukrainian counterpart at a meeting in Germany today, and he spoke on behalf of top defense officials from more than 40 countries. And you should know that all of us have your back. That's audio from Reuters. While NATO defense ministers met in Germany, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov accused NATO of using Ukraine as a proxy in a war with Russia. Lavrov says providing arms to Ukraine is an act of aggression against Russia, and the West should not underestimate the danger of nuclear war. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin responded. Uh, any bluster about the use of nuclear, possibility of use of nuclear weapons is very dangerous and unhelpful. Nobody wants to see a nuclear war. Nobody can win that. Two explosions have hit a Russian enclave in Moldova, a small country that neighbors southwestern Ukraine. The blasts, potentially caused by rocket-propelled grenades, hit a radio center and security headquarters. Russia has about 1,500 permanent troops in the area, and there are concerns that today's explosions could be used to justify a renewed attack on Ukraine. Here's a weird one. Russian police say they arrested six neo-Nazis who were planning to assassinate a pro-Kremlin TV host. They claim it was part of a Ukrainian plot, except the photos that Russian police released are truly bizarre and look staged. They show brand new Nazi t-shirts, a random picture of Hitler, and best of all, three physical copies of The Sims, as if some brainiac confused cell phone SIM cards for the popular video game series. The Chevy Corvette is, well, it's electrified. Chevy announced an electrified version of the famous Corvette coming next year. The sports car will not be fully electric, but a full EV version will come out shortly afterward. The Corvette is the latest of the Chevy lineup to ditch gasoline. The company announced electric models of the Equinox and Blazer last year. The pandemic and the rise of remote work has led many office workers in search of greener pastures, literally. As a result, places like Bozeman, Montana are turning into Zoom towns. Kind of like the boom towns of the early 19th century, Zoom towns are seeing a rapid influx of outsiders, mainly wealthy white-collar remote workers. Kelly Maria Kordecki is a journalist and cultural critic and is here to tell us how these small towns are handling the changes. So they are changing dramatically. The populations are rising in towns like Bozeman. And really more critically, the housing costs are skyrocketing. It's been sort of in the making for several years. It predates the pandemic. But really, the pandemic kind of kicked these trends into overdrive. Yeah, Kelly. And I found the numbers quite Shocking. Tell us about the median household income in Bozeman, Montana, compared to what a house costs nowadays. So you have a median household income that's below 
the national average, and then you have single family home sale price that is 55% higher than the national median. It's a pretty significant gap. So this is clearly something that's happening just at a tremendously accelerated rate now, now as we speak. And obviously, we're using Bozeman as an example of a larger national trend. How do people in Bozeman feel about their new neighbors? Well, it's pretty fraught. There's obviously a cultural shift that's happening alongside the economic shift. Bozeman now has a nickname, Boz Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that locals came up with. But there's definitely some derision baked into that. Because so many people from California are moving there. That's part of it. And also just the new slick coffee shops and retail chains that are cropping up on Main Street. It it no longer resembles the Bozeman that locals who've lived there for a long time or for generations remember and associate with their home. But more importantly, it's pushed people out of the city. More and more renters can no longer afford to rent. Prospective home buyers can no longer afford to buy. So it's become a real war between the haves and have nots. So Kelly, aside from the beauty of these locations, why are people flocking to these small towns? Well, taxes are a huge part of that equation. They're leaving places that have pretty high income taxation and going to places that have much lower proportional income taxation rates. So it's better for their wallets, to be sure. But that doesn't really help the public accumulation of of funds in the places that they're going. They're straining infrastructure that was not intended for this kind of surge of population. It creates a lot of conflict and kind of scrambling to meet new demands. And it isn't just Bozeman. You write about Ketchum, Idaho. So yeah, the the mayor of Ketchum last summer actually floated a plan to allow essential workers like teachers and nurses to set up a tent city in a local park so that they would be able to keep doing their essential work even though they'd been priced out of the community that they were serving. What do you think the most important takeaway from your reporting is? I think it's worth paying attention to migration patterns and trends. You know, why are people leaving specific places? Why are they going to different places? Who is moving? Who is staying? Who has the, the flexibility of choice? And how does it affect others. Kelly Maria Corducky writes about culture and current events. Thanks for joining us on The Refresh, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me.